I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys. Oh my gosh. We are, you are in for a treat today. Welcome back. Um, the first guest we've ever had on the show that's also dancing with us. I know. Um, Thank you. Wholesome. Yes, for our music. Wholesome yeah. intro. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so inspired. Learn from our mistakes. Don't do it our oh. way. We got yeah. enough <laughs> mistakes to teach you. <laughs> so many. So, so many, many mistakes. lessons. Oh, yeah. And marketing is like a huge, there's so many mistakes I've made um, with marketing. Mm-hmm. I could just, just go on for, I could go on for episodes about that. But the sweet voice in the background that you are hearing, hearing is Kaylin Sheik of Sweetwater Floral. And if you don't know who this woman is, I mean, crawl out from underneath of the rock because <laughs> <laughs> she's everywhere. Kaylin, I'm so excited you're here. I'm yes. so excited. Thanks for having me. You guys have a really good thing going and um, I'm excited to chat with your audience, but really just excited to chat with you too. And they can listen. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Just a little yes. coffee chat. This is basically what Shannon and I do. We started when we started this, it was like, I just we wanted to be for people what we needed, like early on. Yes. And we would talk on the phone. I'm like, we should be recording these yes. and just putting them out because they would be so helpful to other people. I mean, we're crying. And you know, happy tears, sad tears, <laughs> freaking out, all everything in between. So that's sort of when we sat down, I was like, let's just make a podcast about mm-hmm. this. So it's perfect. It's, yeah. It serves a group of people because when you're starting out, you need, even if you're not starting out, like I still listen yeah. to stuff that even if the content doesn't resonate with me because we're, I'm so far in eight years in, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like a good swift kick in the bum sometimes, or just like sure. honesty, just like people coming yeah. to it honestly, because there's a lot of shiny stuff out there that just I don't resonate with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I just had this thought the other day. I was like, that's my hesitation sometimes with social media is because I don't, or even the podcast, like, I don't want to ever appear like I have my shit together. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I do, right, to an extent, I, I'm not going to discredit myself, but I still have, you know, lots of areas to work on and improve in. And I, I, do feel like we put out the best of the best on Instagram and and Facebook. And I don't ever want that to be discouraging to another person. Well, especially Um, because there was like an entire, like couple of years there where some big top dogs in the flower industry were saying like, you can't show stuff that isn't beautiful, right? It has mm-hmm. to be aesthetically pleasing. It has to be a smashing mm-hmm. success. And I sort of like completely balked at that idea because I feel like that's, people don't relate with that. People can see through that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people like want to see the imperfect sides of us. Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that is what people at the root of what we're looking for is relatability and mm-hmm. friends and business mentors and all the things, you know. So, you know, uh, we like, I mean, we were, it was still year seven, year six when Lindsay and I were still having these conversations, fear based conversations, all, all of it. 
you know, mm-hmm. so it, it is, it, it's, it's fun to share it. And people are, people are cool. They're, they're just yeah. having fun and they're really learning a lot from us, which is awesome. I'll tell you, I, this ties in like what we're talking about ties into like how I actually met you. I just, I found you somehow on the world of Instagram mm-hmm. and you were sort of this like first person to me that I felt like it was the realness that I connected with, right? And then I read, you're an Enneagram 3. I'm like, oh my God, I love this woman. Um, Somehow we started chatting, but you, and we've met in person. I came up for your design intensive and yeah. So you just, when I look at your page and I feel like I know you, right? And that's the intention. You want people to feel that way. Uh, You get to see your personality and it's super real. And it did, it gave me this sort of, permission slip for me to show up in that way for myself. I'm like, because I have this limiting belief that the more successful I am, the less I'm going to be liked or the less I'm, it's going to be, you know, lonely at the top, whatever the things that people say. And so, or I was able to look at you, Kaylin, and go, yeah, she's, she's kicking ass and I'm inspired by that. So I've been able to like rewrite that limiting belief in my head by like watching what you do. It was like a very visual representation Mm -hmm. of like, well, I'm inspired by her. I would, I would inspire somebody else. Like ultimately there's going to be things that we all do that people just don't like, for sure. you know, like for sure. there's I'm not, I'm not for everybody. No, no. <laughs> You're talking yeah. to the queen and not for everybody. No. <laughs> but being okay with that. Oh, like for sure. being okay with that. I'm not for everybody, but I'm going to inspire somebody. And so, you know, you and I have just connected over the, over the years through that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and that piece is just authenticity, I think of just being real and kind of meeting where you're at. Well, I feel, thank you for all those words. That's so kind of you, truly. And you know, I feel the same exact way about you. And I just met Shannon. I feel the way about her. I like Shannon's Mm -hmm. vibe. (laughs) I have. She's a three. She's a three. We welcome her in. Mm -hmm. I have long (laughs) believed that if the people who you are not for, like hit the door, I'm not here for you Mm -hmm. either. And that's not a Mm -hmm. cutthroat or a rude thing. It's like, I'm going to pour into the people who relate with me because that Mm -hmm. turns into dollars in my pocket. The people who are here who don't relate with me, who don't like me, I'm not here to serve them and and they're not going to get what they want from me. So from the jump, I just really detached myself like, hey, I'm going to show up exactly how I am. I'm going to share the whole story, which I know we're going to get into. I'm going to market it like a crazy person. It worked out for us. It is working out for us. Not without it's a gazillion mistakes and failures along the way. We've grown this company into like a flat, like a tiny little flower design company into something that I never could have imagined in my wildest dreams, but mm-hmm. not without like 8,000 mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of tears, blood, sweat, and tears, all of it. Anyone listening yeah. knows, but I think a lot of it goes back to like marketing and having that authenticity piece. Mm-hmm. So Kaylin, for our listeners who who don't know you, what, I mean, tell us a little bit about what you do, your business, a little bit of your story. So Sweetwater Floral is a flower-filled lifestyle brand. We are based in Northern Michigan, rural Northern, Northern Michigan. And it started as we just did weddings. So we were doing wedding work. You know, I was chipping away like 10, 11, my first year, 15, 16, the second year. That was eight years ago. Now we average around 100 events a year. We have, uh, we serve the entire state of Michigan now. And then we've flowered out of state. But we have sort of three main pillars to our brand, which are weddings, 
workshops, creative workshops, and then wreaths. So holiday wreaths, like a Christmas mm-hmm. wreath. And we also have leaned into the business side where we teach like branding courses and we have a program called Blooming Business. We have a design intensive weekend. So I sort of format my year, my calendars based on like the slow time up here. So we really have an off season, which is crazy based on weather from December until May. So for those months of the year, I really pour into like helping others develop their businesses, teaching webinars on branding, marketing, all the things. We, that's when we run our blooming business class. And then we turn on the jets uh, usually around May and we flower like crazy people. It rolls right into wreaths. And um, yeah, we're opening a shop this spring. My entire life changed when I gave a TED Talk. That sort of was like the catalyst to all of this. I was asked to give a TED Talk. And then on the like personal side, I've got three little kids. My husband runs the business with me full time. There's five of us full time. And then in the summer, it bumps up to around 15 people seasonally. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's crazy. And I used to be a television reporter. I don't know. I'm really not good at telling. I mean, I am really good at telling it, but like, I'm like, what crazy ass chapter do you want to start with? Like, the part where I was a TV reporter and I built the flower business, that was a crazy part. But I talk a lot about when I talk about marketing and launching and self-promotion and branding that if I had not been the TV reporter, Sweetwater would not be what it is today. So mm-hmm. that is what the TED Talk was about, was about how whatever job you currently have that pays your bills, what makes you great at that job will make you great at the next one. If it's flowers, I have a lot of people who come to me who are like, I'm a teacher, like I'm a classroom teacher. And then I grow a ton of flowers mm-hmm. in the summer and I'm starting a little flower business and I want to go full time with flowers. But and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you'll be amazing at it because you have the heart of a yeah. teacher. So like mm-hmm. just finding your focal, your filler, your flair and, and taking it with you. That's the short version of Sweetwater. We started in 2015. Aww. Built a damn empire. Thanks. It's so, yeah. It's so sweet and precious. I mean, it's giving me gray hair. My hair is falling out in clumps, but like, it is like <laughs> so fun. It really is so fun. It's just the the bigger you get, like, I always heard people talk like in the beginning, I would listen to these podcasts. These people would be like, I have a six figure business. Like, I'm sure you girls can relate. Like I have a six figure sure. business. It's profitable. My husband works with me full time. We have a team. And I'd be like, oh man, those people have made it. Like they are Mm. there and then you get there and your problems are just bigger. Like it's just more stress, but there's something about those scrappy early years that are like just so innocent and so fun and hard, Yes, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot lower risk then, you know, like Mm -hmm. for sure. So you, as it gains momentum, you also gain responsibility and it is entirely, it is so lonely at the top. It is so isolating at the top, but also like I have truly created my dream life. Like I can stay home, hang with my kids, literally full-time six months of the year. And it's everything I ever wanted. It's just hard. It's really hard. It's not getting any easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think those early years too, I mean, they, they build on themselves with your grittiness, you know, like you kind of get tougher, right? Like could you snap somebody in year one and throw them in year seven and be like, all right, handle those problems. It's like, no, you get this like mental toughness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is sort of the difference between successful businesses and ones that, you know, really are struggling or struggling or fails because you can really get lost in those failures Mm -hmm. unless you just are building that, you know, mental toughness to be to be in the learning position always because that never goes away. If you are not failing 20% of the time, you aren't trying enough new things. 
Mm-hmm. And so we operate on a like, look, two out of every 10 ideas are going to fall flat on their face. They're yeah. going to suck. And you have to take what failed and be like, okay, sweet. That didn't work. Compartmentalize, move it aside and move forward. And I always say, yes, Linz, the, the difference between the six, the people who can keep going and the people who are like, this isn't for me. And that's okay. It is not for everyone. I tell this all the time to my group. It's okay. You may take a business course. You may listen to this podcast and be like, whoa, doggy, I do not want to get into this. I just want to grow a garden. I just want to get into growing and it be a hobby, a fun thing I do on the side. But if you're going to jump in and make a valiant effort at it, you cannot take it personally. You cannot get sidetracked and you can't beat yourself up over the mistakes. You got to just wake yep. up the next morning and be like, all right, well, that sucked. On to the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to take your punches a little mm-hmm. with some grace and that's kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Well, I know I kind of, I touched on this already, but just, you know, the authenticity piece, I like connected with you, with your marketing and on your social and you really did give me this like unspoken permission slip to just stop turning down my personality for the comfort of other people because yes. oh my god queen I, shit right now yes yeah yes. it's like <laughs> i could talk about this for hours <laughs> i and i still have days where i'm like i have a big personality mm-hmm. i know this about myself but it was like you gave me this permission slip to just be like well at the same time this can this collided with a business coach telling me you're nowhere in your marketing lindsay Like, where are you within your marketing? And I'm like, well, that's intentional. I wanted to feel bigger than what I actually was, right? I wanted to be this like big company. And she's like, that's not what's going to sell. What's going to sell is you being you. Because I, I meet people. I have like one of my best friends, Nicole, is just this like very soft spoken Southern belle. And you're like, why can't I be more like her? Mm-hmm. And that's what people want to see, right? But there's probably people listening to this podcast going, nope, what people want is somebody super energetic. And it's like, no, they want the authenticity of the person, no matter where you fall on that spectrum, people right? Can smell BS. They just yes. can. And I am like, okay, don't dim your shine for the comfort of others is like the biggest yeah. takeaway I've learned in the last like three years of my life. I could yeah. never put words to it because I'd be like, oh man, I'm too much. Like I'm too much when I come in a room or... And, and then I, someone wants to tell me, well, you cast a long shadow. It's is, is this like, oh. like backhanded, like oh, no one else oh, yeah. can succeed in your wake. And I was like, honestly, piss off. Like if yeah. you, okay, if I cast a long shadow, step into the light, boo. There's enough sunshine. Yeah. Like you don't have to chill in my shadow, but the, the hiding yourself and toning yourself down because you don't want to turn someone off. And there are, mm. let's face it wildly wildly successful women entrepreneurs who have gotten there in a lot of ways by being that sweet demure mm-hmm. polite quiet introverted artist look at what they've done this is so peaceful especially in the flower space i don't know i'm i'm about to piss a lot of people off i talk a lot about florists and how i feel like florists not as not especially growers but florists the designers they tend to be so they take themselves way too seriously everyone is Mm -hmm. taking themselves Mm -hmm. way too seriously so in the beginning I felt like I was crafting a message that felt like Lynn sounds like you as well like oh well the people who have made it in my mind Mm -hmm. people who've made it are doing it this way they are not the stars of their own show they are not showing off their real personality they're not coming out here being a little bit loud and maybe a a little bit um, assertive and 
and knowing exactly what they want and sharing authentically, it sounds like they're just sort of letting the flowers speak for themselves. This was like a whole mm-hmm. thing that was really big in 2015, 16. Let the flowers, let your art speak for itself. And I'm like, sweet, yeah. but like any Wahoo can go grow in a ranunculus. Okay. Like any Wahoo, yeah. like any sure. ass hat can grow a sunflower. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. So like what makes yours, what, why do people want to connect with your brand? And that yeah. needs to be what your secret sauce is. Your secret sauce doesn't have to be that you're loud and, you know, the extroverted one in the room or a lot to handle. Your secret sauce can be something completely different, but you need to identify it and then capitalize on it. Well, I, I think some of our newbies too, like, I think they are trying to find what their voice is. Mm-hmm. They don't even mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm-hmm. what is special about me? I don't have all, all the things that they tell us, you know, like, I, I don't have anything to show. I haven't even grown a flower. Like why, you know, and I feel we're always encouraging them to like share their journey because mm-hmm. people resonate in that area too. But I think I, if I look at the Shannon even eight years ago, it's like part of having a business and entrepreneurship will push you in ways that you never Absolutely. Dreamed. Absolutely. So I think just giving some encouragement to that you're not going to know right away. Like it's, it's a, you have to develop it over time. It's a journey. It's a living, breathing Mm -hmm. thing. It's a living, breathing thing. I am not the same person I was eight years ago. The core fundamentals of my moral compass are still there. My personality is still the same, but I'm completely different. And taking people along for that change, that journey, telling the stories of you finding your footing is the number one way to do it. And I always say Mm -hmm. my number one tip to finding your voice for marketing or social media is look at the way that you text with your best friends. Like when you're going to write your copy, when you're going to write your Instagram captions, when you're going to write a Facebook post, when you're going to get on your website and start putting yourself out there, what is your voice sounding like in the text messages you exchange with the people who make you happiest? Mm-hmm. That's what your that's, voice. Is. That's very smart. I'd ha- I lot less cussing. I think that I put out on yeah. social media, but <laughs> I do. Shannon's t- probably like, oh my god, internal I couldn't. Out. <laughs> yeah, internal voice versus the text voice. <laughs> but you're so right. That's totally. like that's the playful side of you, right? You're not filtered with your best friends, mm-hmm. and like that's the personality side that you want to to put out there. And I I know Shannon and I have talked about this, but do you feel like you? love yourself a little bit more through the business process. Like you've, I've learned to love myself and have more compassion for myself in this where I'm like, I'm really concerned about what other people are thinking of me is why I'm turning down this volume. I'm like, Mm -mm -mm, no, like get your hand away from that. Like I'm turning it back up because like you said, that people sniff out BS. It's like, they want me to be authentic and show up. I don't want to appear different on social media than I am in a workshop. I want them to know like, this is what I'm like in real life. And if they listen to the podcast, whatever platform they hit on with me, I want to show up the same. Uh, And that's important. You have to, what they see is what they get, right? So because that in turn creates happy customers and clients, because there's nothing worse than I think this is going to go a certain way in my mind. I think this restaurant is going to be great. I think this bar is going to have such a fun vibe. I think this hotel is going to be amazing. And then I get there and you're let down. Because what you mm-hmm. see is not what you get. And then you yeah. are, you're a little hairy about it. You're upset. You're not going to tell other people to go there. But when you have followed along with something and then you show up and it's exactly how you expected it to go, you feel safe. You feel affirmed. You feel excited because you felt comfortable. And that is, that's just the way to go. So you do need to share your personality or your journey 
very clearly and authentically, of course, choosing what you share and what you don't share. But mm-hmm. knowing that in order to have successful marketing or to get people in the door, they need to really know what to expect from you as their yeah. leader. Mm-hmm. So how, like, talk about your approach to social social media and like how you use those platforms to reach those customers, like your target market. So I'm obsessed with speaking to my ideal client and I talk to them exactly how we're going to talk to them. So we'll start with like a potential wedding couple. We on Sweetwater Floral are really into just approaching it exactly how we would approach it when we're in a design meeting with them. So like in our reels, in our posts, we're giving tips, we're chatting in our regular voices. Like when I'm on stories, I'm showing up exactly how I am literally right now recording this podcast, just like in a sweatshirt and a messy bun. Because one of our key social media rules or guidelines is like that what they see is what they get, but also Mm -hmm. showing up regularly. So I know I'm sure you ladies have talked about this. Consistency my whole pillars are consistency. You got to show up regularly. You just do. This does not mean you have to post seven times a week, even though that's what they're saying right now we're supposed to be doing, but showing up on stories every day if you can. And it doesn't have to be your face. So I want to see yourself in your marketing lens, like you mentioned, just like Mm -hmm. you got to know when I click over to your profile, when I go to your Facebook page, I have to know who's behind it. It doesn't have to be every single photo posted, but I am really weary of giving my money and trusting a company where I can't see somebody's face. And you would not believe, well, you two would believe, but for the Mm -hmm. love of all things, the amount of websites I go to where I cannot find a person's face of who runs Mm -hmm. or operates this brand, I'm not going to give you my money. I'm just Mm -hmm. not. And yeah. And I once read this article about how like millennials have the, have more money to spend at this age than any other generation ever has, but they only spend it with brands that they can relate to or that they know the story of. So like, that's why we love a story. Storytelling mm-hmm. is like as old as time. So mm-hmm. just sharing on social media, your story, and this can be literally the story of what you're working on that day. I don't care if you show up and you write a post about how you're working so hard on your website and you're going to make it awesome and your goal is to have it up by the end of the week. Or you can talk about your tulips coming up or how you prep for them and how you get this going, where you're going to be at what market. But my social media guidelines are consistency, storytelling, using your actual voice, showing up, your face needs to be there. I'm so sorry for those of you who hate that. You're not going to enjoy owning a business if you don't want your face to be a part of it. And then last but not least, having a clear set sort of boundary with considering this a part of your job description. So I like log on in the morning, work for 30 minutes, engage with some other accounts, post if I'm going to post, show up on Mm -hmm. stories, and then I sort of put it away for the day and then coming back Mm -hmm. and later in the day, answering DMs, answering questions, just general engagement. Yep. Man, that's, wow. I know you and I, well, I think all of us have chatted about it, but I boundaries with me with social media, it can, it can be very draining for me. So I have parameters on it and I do the same thing. I, I give myself like a set time that I'm going to do it for sure. and I go in and I'm even worried at times. I'm like, don't get offended if I haven't like, if I haven't liked your post, I'm like, if they're concerned, if I've liked their posts, like some of my good friends, I'm like, they got, they need to be doing something. For sure. Because sure. <laughs> I'm like, I don't scroll. I don't. It, it I don't see anyone's soul sucking. It's no. I like mute anyone who is not filling my cup. Yeah. I also, oh, pro tip. I'm all over the place right now. If you're keeping up, hang on. Um, good. <laughs> my number one tip is stop following 80,000 people who do what you're trying to do or yes it's I so said dumb this. it's so it, because dumb. it 
I said this in one of our episodes. I at Christmas time, I was like, I if I see another Christmas wreath that oh. looks like mine, I'm like every <laughs> single post that I saw. You know, I was like, I it kind of doesn't fuel me, right? Sometimes if I'm looking for inspiration in something, for sure. I often find it elsewhere. Like I'm usually looking elsewhere for inspiration. And I think if you're new to the marketing game and you're new in your business, it can feel extremely defeating if you haven't built up that mindset yet mm-hmm. to say, I am different. I am unique. Cause you're going to be looking at it through the lens of like, everybody's doing the same thing. Like nothing yeah. is the same. And I intentionally don't follow in the case that when I'm logging on to see it, that uh, I'm going to be uninspired by it, mm-hmm. or it feels like I'm not unique. And also yeah. in the beginning, I see a lot of people making the mistake where they're, I, Okay, this is a controversial statement again about florists, but like so many florists market their entire business to other freaking florists. Like, boo, no other florist is going to hire you. I do not care. Like, I don't like sweet. Wow. Amazing. Foam free design. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Cool. Oh, this garden rose. (laughs) Beautiful. I don't care. I'm not hiring you to make me an arbor. Like, boo, I'll make my own arbor. So talk to your mm-hmm. clients, explain to them. So I yes. see a lot of people like, oh my gosh, a light bulb. Like in our group, we coach, I have a woman who's a nutritionist. She's like, oh my God, my entire feed is other nutritionists. And I'm like, yeah, why? Why? You know yeah. this yeah. stuff. You're certified. You went to school. You did the work. Talk to people. Yeah. You know nothing. Because I feel like mm-hmm. we, we put too much pressure on ourselves, right? So if you're a grower and you're selling to florists, then yeah, I want you talking about why your stuff's the best. I want you talking Mm -hmm. about your growing practices and techniques. I want you to talk about how your farm operates, why you chose the colors you did, how much the pricing is going to be. I want to know that. But if you are a grower and you're trying to sell at a farmer's market or you're trying to help people do their weddings, I want you to talk to them. So talk to the Mm -hmm. people you're trying to get their money. Don't talk to the other people who do what you do. That's a waste of your time. Yeah. We had, uh, one of the girls, one of somebody on our insiders had wrote Shannon, I think, and said that they have, uh, she did like a survey and um, a lot of the feedback was uh, growing and she was getting that feedback was other farmers. And I kind of wrote her yeah. back and said, you need to clarify your target market because, because we're in an industry, right? On our farm pages, you really could talk to two people. And I was doing this early on with reels. I was putting out reels that was funny and relatable to farmers. My customers didn't care. Mm-hmm. So I was like, w- it clicked with me. I'm like, what am I doing? Okay, yeah. what am I doing? I need to do this for me, um, for my customer, the ones who are actually paying my bills. And once I got really clear on who I'm actually speaking to every single mm-hmm. time, and farmers relate to that, that, which they will, and they want to see it, um, that's great. But they're not the ones who's like, really paying my bills. So I just try to get clear on that. Lindsay, you and I talked about this at Design Intensive Weekend last yeah. year about how so many growers are creating unbelievable sized audiences. I'm talking unbelievable. The mm-hmm. reels are getting crazy high view counts, but I do not care. I don't. Yeah. It's sweet. Like I I don't care about my reel count. I don't care about my follower count. Okay. All I do is I wake up every day and I'm trying to provide valuable content to the people who will eventually give me money, potential mm-hmm. customers. Reels, we we did have a tantrum. We've, we've talked about this actually on a, another episode is that we want to have a uh, a cocktail night, okay? My nickname in college was Long Island Lindsay, which unfortunately Whoa. has really stuck. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa. doggy. Yeah. So a lot of 
drunk dialing back in the days. Ooh, um, that's the truth. I mean, it was just, I was, ha- I'm happy. I don't do, I've way grown out of that anyway. But I said, let's get some cocktails. Shannon's fireball and pineapple. Oh yeah. Is it pineapple mm-hmm. juice. Mm-hmm. Fireball oh God, and pineapple. Y'all are cut different. <laughs> what? Skip the wine. Move what do you go fire. after? Oh what did you God. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just have a glass of champagne, please. Thank you. I have one glass. I'm like, yeah. good night, we're out. I can, but don't worry. I used to shut down bars, but those days are behind me. But the fact that you, you all are grown, Shannon is a grown-ass woman drinking that fireball and pineapple. I can't hang with you. Don't knock. I, I'm don't. not knocking. Why don't knock anything? No, I won't try. You don't understand. My saggy titties be out. I'd be naked. <laughs> I can't drink fireball whiskey. What? Also, my gut would fall out of my body the next morning. My gut would rot out of my body. Just one. Okay, sweet. Can you have just one? Your pressure, the podcast. So we're all getting yes. together. We're going to drink whiskey and then we're going to talk about reels and how I think that it, yes, it's yes. like single-handedly tried to ruin everything, but you have to do them. That's just, that is the name yeah. of the game. Yeah. I've had great success with some of them. I've had terrible success with others, but if Yep. The crazy part is some people come to me in my group and they say, only 300 people watch my reel. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah. can you imagine having 300 customers? That's a lot. I don't yeah. care yeah. about the numbers because if you make yeah. a reel that takes off with other flower farmers, cool. It's going to get yep. up to yeah. 150,000 yeah. views, 200,000 views. It's going to be pushed to flower farmers around the world. They are not here to give you money unless that mm-hmm. is your niche, unless that is who you're talking to. But if you're here trying to sell the flowers you're growing, then absolutely we need to talk to the people who are buying them. Well, and then what do you do? How do you serve those new 20, 30,000 customers that just show up mm-hmm. the next day? What? How are you going to serve them in a consistent way? We talked about this last time. And then you're pinged if you don't. Yeah. So then you've got a bunch of unengaged followers, yeah. which is everyone's nightmare. I have a friend who's gone viral a couple of mm-hmm. times. We're talking millions and millions and millions of views and like 6 million, 7 million, just crazy numbers. And she says it's the worst thing that ever happened to her. She got like 80,000 followers from international markets who will yeah. never support her. They don't know what she does, but they're yeah. unengaged. They've never seen anything mm-hmm. else from her. And now it looks like she has this crazy high follower count with really low engagement based on that. So it's like, mm-hmm. don't come out here trying to go viral. Just create really valuable content for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying and consistent. It, it, it's okay. Like I, some of the best like inspiration that I get is from other businesses who are do, have nothing to do with farming. Yes. So yes. It's you need to find what inspires you to create, to add to your own content with your own voice. Not, and I think our newbies fall into it sometimes of like emulating others' voices because they like mm-hmm. haven't found theirs. Mm-hmm. But some of like, it's like marketing people. It's or I'm like, wow, I love the way that they like did that reel or, For sure. or the way that they spoke. I feel like you, our, we would be better served if we only looked at others that weren't doing our stuff and find Absolutely. inspiration and then making it our own. Otherwise mm-hmm. we just look like everybody else. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Winner. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's even with like building website content and all those things, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I looked elsewhere for it because I didn't want my words to echo what somebody else's looked like. And that's why I don't, I don't listen to like other farming podcasts. And I mean, some of it, sometimes I do Mm -hmm. if it was like a topic, but for me, it's like, I don't ever want to come across as like regurgitated content. And so I want it to feel like authentic in what I'm saying. And it's just, I have gotten a lot of inspiration elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's been very helpful. Other creatives, creatives are where it's at. Yeah. 100%. 
Leo Burbee Bulb Company is your one-stop shop for all bulbs, bare roots, and perennials. Family-owned and operated for over 50 years, Leo Burbee Bulb strives on providing excellent customer service. While Leo Burby specializes in bulbs and for spring and fall planting, they also have a young plants division that can broker plants from other popular growers. So whether you order online, call in and chat, the process is simple. No order is too small or large, no boxing minimums on orders. Family owned and operated, the customer service is extraordinary. Use the code DIRT when you place an order and get 25 free Dahlia tubers with your purchase of in-stock items. Dahlias will be vendor choice. Code is good through April 1st and on spring orders only. No pre-orders. Check them out. Kaylin, one thing you do incredibly well is creating a successful marketing launch, and I've been able to watch your magic with all of this. So walk us through a little bit about how you define the launch and when you use it within your business or how you decide like the whole thought around it. Oh, launches. Okay. So (laughs) I, in the beginning, was like just throwing stuff up, right? Mm -hmm. So flower subscriptions are on sale. Like on a random Tuesday, I just wake up and talk about it. And then like our webinars are on sale, random Thursday in February. And I found they were selling, but it was like a trickle, like a one or two here and there. And there are some products and businesses that I firmly believe are okay to be a trickle. It's just Mm -hmm. fine. Like you can put some evergreen stuff, stuff with low risk, right? So if you're going to host a webinar, like there's really no skin off your back. But um, the first launch I ever like went crazy all in on was wreaths. When we do our holiday wreaths, I just don't know why I like became obsessed. I was like, we're going to pick a theme. Like I need this to be fun. We're going to pick a theme every year and I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to start talking about it literally months in advance. So Keys to a successful launch. Number one, you got to build a lot of hype. You got to talk about this thing almost to the point where it's like beating a dead horse. Like you are like, this is, I am annoying myself. And that's how, when you feel reach the I'm annoying myself level, you're getting to people because every time you post anything, anytime you share anything, send an email, Facebook, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, reels, TikToks, only 20%, if you're lucky, 20% of the people see it. So number one, you're building up that hype. You're really, really getting people not exactly excited. They just have to know about it because when they get in the know, when they've seen the process come to life, they are invested. They're invested before it goes on sale. So that first year with Wreath Launch, I was like, hey, I think I'm going to do like a whole thing here. Like, I think I'm going to create a creative direction with how I wanted the images to look. We shot specific content for it. And launches take investment of time and money. They just do. Proper launches, you are going to have some money put into it and you're going to have a lot of time put into it. And that's the part that we feel a lot of resistance on, myself especially, because I'm like, this is such a pain in the ass. What if it doesn't sell? Like I'm doing all this work. I've had those. I've had launches fall flat. So Mm -hmm. with Wreaths, that's my biggest launch of the year. We really try and build up momentum, build excitement. We show people the process of how we're planning it. We're getting really ready. And then just being as organized as possible and making sure you have all your ducks in a row and everyone is on standby to answer questions because you're going to do 70% of your sales in those initial first three days once whatever you're launching is launched. Mm -hmm. After that, it's just going to be a trickle. So you really need to be ready 
and be at the at the ready to answer questions, provide customer service, answer DMs. I mean, I feel like when wreaths go on sale every year, I spend the first two days literally glued to my phone and my computer, just helping people navigate the process. Yep. Yeah. Troubleshooting it. It's just endless. No matter how much mm-hmm. you work on the copy, no matter how great and ready your website is ready to go, people come up with questions that you're not prepared for. And then also my biggest tip in launching is learning from the previous year's launch really fresh after it's done. So our team will sit down after wreaths, after wreath season and be like, all right, what worked? Mm-hmm. What didn't work? How are we going to improve next year? Because year over year, your launch needs to be a little different. You don't need to change it completely, but you do need to freshen it up. So having just the momentum built behind it, the clear messaging of how and why people need your product, showing people how they're going to use your product is so important. So if you're about to put a flower subscription on sale, I really want to see like an easy re- reel from you where like someone gets their subscription, opens it up, cuts it, arranges it in a vase, mm-hmm. someone picks it off their porch. Like it feels so 101 level. Like it feels like, of course, you're going to get a kit and you're going to open it and you're going to put all your wreath materials in water. But when I make that content, people are like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. This was so helpful learning that things need to go in water. So like little things that feel like second nature to you can be a part of your launch and be really valuable content for people. So walk me through your launch process like break this down as like I've never done a launch before I know that's a massive thing I'm asking you if you're hearing launch and you're thinking I don't even know what I don't even know what that means Mm -hmm. launch break it down for me like into some steps okay so perfect example I'll do the real time one I'm working on right now which is Mother's Day okay so Mother's Day is about eight weeks out give or take transparently if I had my ducks in a row I would have started like three or four weeks ago I think you need a good three months to build a successful launch. To me, a launch is defined as the following. You are about to put something on sale to make you money. And it is a a large pillar of your business. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to have a big built out launch for every little Wahoo thing, right? So if you have a flush Mm -hmm. of tulips and you need to just move them one day, you can't be like, I can't just put this on social media that we have extra tulips because I didn't do a launch. That's like sidebar stuff. Mother's Day, huge deal for us this year. Mm -hmm. So number one, what is my goals? I sat down, I write down all my goals. So I have a number I want to sell, arrangements, pre-orders, I want to know exactly what our offer is. So we're going to offer three wrapped bouquet arrangements, sizes with a fourth big mama. Mm -hmm. We're going to offer three vase arrangement sizes with a fourth huge statement piece, sort of like a fun one. And then it's like, do we want to add on candles? Do they want to be able to add on a chocolate bar? Really going through sitting down, what are the products and the offerings? Pro tip, keep it simple. You will get yourself in the freaking weeds If there are 90 different products for your Mother's Day launch, if it's custom, this is my biggest thing. Big launch, fewer customizations. That Mm -hmm. has changed my life. In the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to launch wreaths and I'm going to have 18 different kinds of wreaths that I made this year. We're going to have kits. We're going to have kissing balls. We're going to have mistletoe. And it's just, it's all over the place because when there's fewer options, you're going to sell more. Mm -hmm. People get crazy decision fatigue decision weariness, Mm -hmm. analysis paralysis, right? So Mother's Day, there's four options for wrapped stuff. There's four options for vase stuff. It is all going to look the same. Ain't no customization happening on Mother's Day, right? And so now that we have our products lined up, 
Then you break out your timeline. So when are you going to put your pre-sale? Are you going to do pre-orders? Are you going to just have people walk in and buy that day? Where are you going to be on Mother's Day? Are you going to be at a pop-up shop? Are you going to be at a market? Are you going to a local coffee shop? Really starting to talk about this process on your social media, even though you have nothing to share. So like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to work on Mother's Day today. It's coming eight weeks away. Here's what I'm thinking. We're trying to figure it out. Often a really good time to pull your people, even if you have 50 followers, ask your 50 followers, where do you want to see us on Mother's Day? Do you want to pre-order? And a lot of times people will say, oh my gosh, it came back that they want a pre-order, but I'm not set up to do a pre-order. Then don't do a pre-order. Just run a poll mm-hmm. to see what they want. It'll help yeah. you guide things in years to come. Pulling your people. You've got a plan in place. You have a schedule. You know what products you're going to be offering. Okay, here is where I do an extra step that most people don't have to do, and and I don't want to make people feel pressured, but here's where I pick my creative muse. And so I I get like super weird, and I'm like, what is my inspiration? So I've done like disco one year. I did like cowgirl, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader slash Hooters girl one year. Like it can be the weirdest inspiration. So for Mother's Day, I'm like working on what my inspo is. Not going to reveal it here on the pod. Proprietary. Info. I mean, wait a second. Oh. Are you 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 take a Hooters theme with Mother's yeah, Day? No, no, not this was wreaths. Wreaths was Hooters girl this year. I was still nursing a baby, so it was like the only time in my life I could pull off Hooters girl inspiration. Sure. I was like, I want, these out. I want these things out for this holiday season. So next year it'll be like. Flat is Pancake House inspiration because they're flat. (laughs) Mother's Day, you pick your inspiration. And and your inspiration can be anything. It can be a color, a texture. It can be a movie you watch. It can be a feeling. It can be a restaurant you once went to that you love. This is just creativity. This is where it gets fun. This is the fun part. Then you have to figure out all the marketing materials you need. And this is what I call the pain in the ass process. You got to have images. And you got to have images of the current stuff of this year. For a mm-hmm. lot of years, I tried to do it the cheap way, which is like our Mother's Day stuff is going to be like similar to what's pictured here. It doesn't sell. You got to, mm-hmm. I don't, it costs money. Like we are making a big order here soon. Mm-hmm. Get all this crap in the door to design it, then to have it professionally shot if you have the money, iPhone images aren't going to cut it. Like you need to hire a photographer. You got it. You really have to, the marketing material part is where you're going to see the largest investment of your money. So then we have our shoot. We get everyone on the same page. I write out the copy. I'm always working on the copy. Mm -hmm. I sort of do like a light plan of the social media. So like, when are we really going to share like a real sharing the images? When are we going to come on and really show in stories what we have, but know that you only have a couple days there and then you have to let them buy. So I see a lot of people sharing the, this is what the kid is going to be. This is what Mother's Day is going to be. And it's like, you know, March 30th. Well, then I really want to see your stuff open for pre-order by like April 2nd or 3rd. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because I I had laid mine out on a timeline and we're going to be sharing that with our like insiders group. We're going to have it like broke down for them. but. I was curious curious of the your timing. You start teasing the images out and talking about it, then within a couple of days you have your launch. When does that stuff like what's that look like on social media or through your marketing process? Like what's the timeline so on I've that? I've taken them along with me of like I'm coming up with the idea. I can't wait to share it with you guys. We're getting ready for Mother's Day. We're at the shoot. We're shooting our stuff for Mother's Day. It's going to be awesome. Pre-orders are coming next week. But my thinking is when you are showing them the actual product, let them buy right then. Because what if that's the one moment that John Smith sees your post that week 
-hmm. because he's in the 20% that day, but he doesn't see your stuff in the algorithm for another two months. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want when I start sharing it and it's resonating with people, boom, they can give us money. Also, I've learned and we know this, the name of the game is the earlier you can figure out your numbers, the more profitable you're going to be. I have shot myself in the foot so many times pulling launches out of my ass, half-assed launch, half-assed returns. You're almost always going to lose money. So I can't believe Mm -hmm. like last night I said to Matt, my husband, I said, man, do we try and pull off a Mother's Day workshop? Like, do I, it was my best workshop I've ever done was a Mother's Day workshop. We planned it like seven months in advance and we're eight weeks out, new location. We're opening a new store. Mm -hmm. I would have to find partners. I have to find bartender. I got to make sure it's profitable, food and bev. And he looked at me and he was like, I say we don't this year. Let's get our feet underneath us Mm -hmm. because remember the more offerings you add to the pot, you're higher, higher, higher risk. Because you got to be ready for all these different things. So if I have a workshop with an added on picnic lunch and all of our arrangements, and you can add on a candle and a chocolate bar, we're getting in the yeah. weeds there. We're getting in mm-hmm. the weeds. Yeah. Yeah. It dilutes that offering. With So does your launch strategy include like Instagram and email? Like what are the different compo- marketing components? Yeah. This comes down to knowing your audience. Where do mm-hmm. they sit and what do they really respond to? Mm-hmm. So we have a crazy good return rate on our newsletter. So I do pour a lot of time into that. And then Instagram, that's where we have our biggest returns. Um, We'll put some stuff up on Facebook, but I'm not crafting specific content for places that don't lead me direct income. I just sort of rework my Instagram content for Facebook. Yeah. So Instagram, I am nonstop, like the launch is tomorrow. We're getting ready. The doors are opening on Mother's Day. Get ready, pre-sale, yada, yada. Mailing list, we email. And we are really big into like, if you're a mailing list subscriber, you'll get to get in first, like just a little perks like that. We email the mailing list the day before usually. And we're like, Mm -hmm. for our VIPs, it's open for you right now. Hop in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take care of it right then and there. Mm -hmm. So again, having like your special group, your insiders, your VIPs marketing there. And then I'm really careful with email marketing because our inboxes are all out of control. Mm-hmm. nothing drives me nuts more than like spam email. So I like email when it opens, mm-hmm. email in the middle of the campaign or the on sale. And then I tell them today's the last day. So it's usually okay. three emails for a launch. Yeah. Instagram, all bets are off. You can talk about it as little or as much as you want. The more you talk about it, usually the more you're going to sell, but making it super easy on user experience. And this is not my strong suit. So I hired this out. So we have someone on our team, uh, a freelancer on our team who knows the back end of like uploading in Squarespace, putting all the stuff on sale, e-commerce, Shopify, because I'm like, wait, I want them to be able to click and add on like the enclosure card. And what do they want to write? Like that is where I am not really good. I get really in the weeds. So being able to build that all out on the back end and make sure that there's a really easy user experience because no one will turn away faster if it's clunky. If it's clunky at the checkout, they're like, I'm, oh, I'm over this. I'll run up to Hanson's or Kroger or whatever Mm -hmm. your grocery store is and just buy a bouquet that day. Cause you're fighting all those people, you know, you're, you're fighting a grocery store bouquet for $9. So you better sure as hell show them where the value is, where their money is going, why it costs so much. And you got to make it easy for them. Yeah. And then it launches and then I cry and then, and then it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, the, the happy tears where you're like, oh my gosh, it, it worked. worked. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> I got it. And then like the one launch you have that you really thought was going to be a smashing success. At yes. and you're like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I, I, I had this down to actually ask you, but before I 
ask you about this failure piece because I, I we are going to hit on this. You you talked about having like real time photos and f- there's going to be a lot of farmers listening to that going like, I've never grown a ranunculus before. How am I going to sell this for Mother's Day? I very early on and all I have since like obviously flushed out those, but I bought photos. I used like eye stock or something and yep. I found ranunculus images of just like me trying to tease that photo out. You can get them super cheap. A lot of them you can even get free, for free, free that you feel like it's 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 non-copyrighted content that you can use. I try to uh, produce something. So I always do for our Mother's Day flowers. Let's use that for example. Like I have used images in the past because you're ordering everything in, right? Like you're not growing. Yeah, we get a lot right of stuff now. locally right now, yep. but it is slim pickets. I'm looking out the window. Yeah. It's like accumulating snow as we talk. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slim pickings for Mother's Day locally. So we're ordering mm-hmm. a bunch in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a, you know, I guess don't get for the listeners, it's like getting hung up on that particular piece, but there's workarounds with it. And it's like then once you have those images, you can then use them, you know, like mm-hmm. next year into your marketing piece. But there's always workarounds with it, I guess, of just not getting like, not getting super bogged down. I have seen the cr- the craziest, cutest, most amazing workarounds via Canva. And you can get a free Canva account and just make some graphics and just yeah. Yep. like, yeah, you have a little posy bouquet that you grew last summer on your iPhone. The image isn't awesome, but take the flower part and put it on a cute graphic Mm-hmm. perceived value is in that there yep. was thought behind it. So when yes. you throw up an oh shit post, it gives mm-hmm. oh shit vibes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like if you just throw something up and you're like, hey, just like DM me if you want to order for Mother's Day. Like it's going to be great. DM me and we'll deliver. Like <laughs> I'll deliver 300 miles away for $2. I'm like, where does this girl come off? Where does this girl come off, pop off, have fun losing yeah. money? I do mm-hmm. not work for free. I am not out here yep. for fun and games. This is not a hobby. So take 20 minutes, i.e. even better, take one evening, one evening, three hours, make a couple of graphics in Canva, make a cute Instagram post or two, think about the wordage you're going to use, write down some copy, and then just have cohesive visual branding for it. So everyone's like, yeah. why did you pick disco ball? Disco. I'm like, it's not like a disco theme. I just used a lot of sequins and sparkles that year. Like everything yeah. we put out had sequins, sparkles. I wore a sequin jumpsuit, like little things like that. Like if you want your Mother's Day to feel really pink, the image you take of yourself and post on Instagram that week, mm-hmm. wear a freaking pink shirt. This is low level yeah. stuff, low hanging fruit. I did launches for less than a hundred bucks in the beginning, less than 50 bucks mm-hmm. in the beginning. A little bootstrap launch never hurt anybody. Now they've changed in their scope. If you do an oh shit post, you will get oh shit results. Yeah. I We just said something too about like if you're whatever thought you have when you're posting your content, like that vibe is. Oh, are we about to go post. into manifesting and the energy we put into our businesses? <laughs> we got another episode. We got a whole nother oh, episode, boo. We got to yeah, do all day. Lucky girl said, you got to come to this like you are the baddest on the block. You got to yeah. walk in and. And then the confidence comes in time and it's going to feel really weird in the beginning. You're going to be like, I'm really not this confident, but I'm acting like I'm this confident and I'm acting like this is the most beautiful Mother's Day bouquet you're ever going to get in a three county area. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll pull it off. But it's got to feel legit. You got to have that like, here I am. I'm showing up. I'm proud of myself. I'm tough. I'm like, look, we're all adults. We're all grown. So like, Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And you may sell three Mother's Day bouquets, but that's three you would not have sold if you had not talked about it. 
Mm -hmm. It starts that small. Yeah, it does. And I think it took me, I don't know, Shan, if you're feeling this, I just this year, I have emailed my email list for three years consistently. It was a, it was a commitment I made to myself, you know, three years ago, I was using it in my email list. But just now, I still have moments where I've been like, well, this is a bunch of hooey, right? People aren't buying from this. Like I'm not seeing a return. Everybody's talking about big sellouts and stuff. And it was like, now I am. And it's hard to hear in that stage to know, like, it just takes time. Like we've said that before, like it just takes time. You got to have patience with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's where that whole like mindset piece comes in of like managing your mind of like you sent an email and you didn't sell something. It's like, I just now I'm seeing the return on it. So it's like, Talk about like, it's been a a building process for you, I'm sure, right? Like this is like, you didn't start out just like absolutely killing it, correct? Or were you just like- Oh my God, no, (laughs) Jesus. The first event I ever did was a Valentine's pop-up, stupidest decision in my life. I lost (laughs) $1,000, $1,000 I did not have to my name. My It was a blizzard, 15 inches of snow. I was selling little, oh my God, I could cry. It was so <laughs> precious and sweet and awful. It was bad, bad design work, bad product, terrible vases, off atrocious pricing on Valentine's Day in a blizzard. Okay. <laughs> Who did I think I was? And I was like crying. Matt was so sweet. He unpacked the car. He drove down. He helped me. I did not sell. I only sold to people who knew me. And I'm 90% positive to this day. Matt texted them, was like, will you go support Caitlin's? (laughs) People were coming in. It was super awesome. They were like, aren't you the girl? You're shooting a TV story? And I was like, no, I'm just like side business. I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, so cute and precious. I didn't know anything. And you got to get up. You, you, that is going to happen. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. And the people who keep going and the people who say right then and there, this is not for me, that's the difference maker. Because yeah. you take yeah. what worked and you take what you learned from there, but it's slow. It is yeah. It's pain. That's painful. Yeah. It's painful. Slog. Matt and I just shot an episode of our podcast where we talked about the five things that we think led to our growth to our success. And we both, number one on our list, slow growth. And it is so hard to hear when you're sitting at home and you're like, oh my God, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready for fast. I'm ready for the return. And it's like, yep, the first few years, they're really painful. Just Mm -hmm. but then the little wins are so big then. So it's really an innocent time. It's super vulnerable. You feel like you're standing naked in front of a crowd. Like you're turning yourself out to a bunch of people every day and you're just like, hi, support me. But the more you work that muscle of marketing and branding and the more you take yourself seriously and you build a launch you're proud of. And even if you sell 10 bouquets from that launch you work your ass off on, the next one you'll do 20. I guarantee it because it's like you get better every time you do it. Yeah. We could go for an hour. I mean, come on. I mean, our and our listeners are are newbies. They are like yeah. in a vulnerable. Oh my god, you're spot. vulnerable. I love you all so much. It's so hard <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> it is. Know. I know. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so precious. It's so yes. hard, and it's and also like that weird time. Oh wait, I forgot one thing. I have to say. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like the time is running out. <laughs> but like, if you are new and you are listening to this, please take this. This is my number one tip. No one is going to give you money if you don't tell them what you're doing. Mm. You gotta talk about it. For years, I like would not tell my friends and family. Like I had this Instagram account, I'm just like putting it out there. It's like hiding. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm like sort of doing like a little flower thing on the side because I was embarrassed. You're vulnerable. It's like 
this isn't a real thing. And then, you've, of course, you've got some weird ass uncle who's like, oh, yeah, going to give that flower thing a shot, huh? And you're like, Uncle Don, like that isn't helping me, my vulnerabilities. Or if you're like at home with kids, I can't even imagine someone's like, oh, what? What are you going to have time with that? You can barely parent your own right. children. Like, good luck throwing mm-hmm. those flowers. And you're like, oh, my God, thank you, Mom. That was, like, a little passive aggressive. Like, wow. Yeah. It's like, why would you keep going? I get it. Oh, I get it. Gosh. Oh, my God. I remember the most yes. like, hurtful, crazy things people would say to me. Yeah. And you just have to. So then you feel stupid. You feel stupid talking yeah. about it. But you have to mm-hmm. just be like, they don't matter. This is not yeah. for them. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm finding my own business that gives me joy. I'm excited to try it, excited to learn new things. And yeah, stuff's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to, it's hard in the beginning. It is a slog. You're going to grow stuff. It's all going to die. You're going to get bugs, all the yeah. things. I've been there through every mm-hmm. single thing. But you just pick yourself up and you're like, all right, that didn't work. Try something new tomorrow. Yeah. You need delusional yeah. confidence. Yes. That's so the delusional confidence and like knowing, staying laser focused, you know, I went for a walk, um, gosh, when it was during the pandemic and I, cause you know, that's the only thing we could do during the pandemic. So I'm like going for a walk and I like bump into this lady who, um, I knew since I was young and she starts asking me about what I'm doing. What's like, what's that little flower thing you're doing? Little flower thing, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, don't flip her off. And she's like, oh, asking me about like kids, if I'm married and all that stuff. And she's like, oh, you just, you chose the career route. Oh, you know, like, God. Unfortunate. my God. And I'm, Rude. I swallow, oh, it was like, I swallowed the lump. Oh, you know, and I've thought about it since then. I'm like, no, no, that's not the story I tell myself on this, right? Yeah. There's going to be how many people out there watching like, oh, it's so unfortunate. You know, she's in her forties and doesn't have kids. And it's like, well, we have to get really clear on the story we're telling ourselves about what it is we're doing. I don't like, I don't let that get me down anymore because I do, I have big dreams and big goals. And this other thing is like, somebody is going, if somebody is going to judge you for your big dreams and your big goals, they aren't looking at their own stuff. It's all, they're criticizing. It's all projection. They want to cut you down because you're doing something that they aren't turning around and then looking at themselves. And the people that are going to find inspiration from you and these other people, they are inspired because they see that within themselves and the ability to do that. So like going into that and just saying like delusional confidence is like, yeah. I mean, I just had a friend message me. He's like, I appreciate your honesty and like what you're sharing because like you appear like you're so confident. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's BS, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. sometimes it is BS. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on the day. For sure. And just staying real about it, I think, is is what um, is going to continue to attract those people with authenticity. And your thoughts and the energy, your, your thoughts become your reality. They really do. Yep. And I found, like, especially when I went full time, because everyone thought I had, like, a very glamorous career. Like, how could she ever turn around and, like, move from being an on-camera television reporter? Like, she had such high potential. And I did. I was, like, really, really good at it. And... um. I think people were really shocked, but the people who had the hardest time with it, the people who were absolutely awful to me are the people who were the most unhappy in their own lives. Yeah. So they saw someone who was like, hey, you know what? I'm talented at a lot of things and TV isn't working Mm -hmm. for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and do my own thing and create my own space in the world. And that's just like my goal. That's what I'm going to do. I'm excited. And when they felt uncomfortable, that's a them thing. That's it. That's not. So when people try and project things on me, I'm like, be gone. Be gone, sage. I get out the sage, sage. spirit. Be gone, be gone. Energy plucking. (laughs) Go. Put myself in a box. Yes. (laughs) 
Okay, so if you were to wrap the entire launch process down into just a tiny bit, like do this, then that, then this, then the launch, mm-hmm. what what would that look like? All right, so a couple of months out, you're going to sit down and number one, assess your goals. What is your goal with this thing you're launching? Number two, what is your launch specifically going to look like with the items available? So what are you selling and how many versions of that are you selling? Number three, hammer out a timeline. When are you going to put it on sale? When are you going to get your marketing materials? Number four, acquire said marketing materials. This could be photos, graphics, your products. You need to have them ready to go in a professional looking way, whether you bootstrap it yourself and DIY or you hire a photographer to help you get there. Number five, you are going to start sharing relentlessly on social media, sneak peeks, talking about it the whole time really bringing them into the story with you as you're getting ready to launch. Number six, put it on sale. And then a bonus, like number seven is a week or two after the on sale, really sit down and just email yourself a note saying what worked, what was Mm -hmm. the key, where did you find great success? What did people say they wanted to see that you didn't have? And just have that for next year. That's fantastic. Yes. Just that easy. I know. That's how you do it. My God, it's so easy. I just can't wait to go do it 20 times. (laughs) Oh, no, it's really great. It does. I think help. it clarifies it in my mind to like break down the steps and like getting really clear on it. Because I've had, I mean, I know the first year that I did a a Dahlia design workshop, it was like, I didn't, I just was like, this sounds like a great idea. I didn't hype it. I had failed. I canceled it. I actually canceled it, gave refunded money to people because I was like, I am not running a workshop with three people. And it wasn't all that long ago. Um, And I went back and like you said, I sort of evaluated. I was like, why did that flop? you know, cause Dahlia is like people eat them up and, and it was a little bit diluted cause I had so much other stuff going on in season, right? Like you can only grab so much of people's attention, but yeah, I just didn't, I didn't market it well. I didn't do all of those steps. It just kind of was a dud. So yeah. one thing that we have not talked about that is a really quick tip I have for people that took me years to learn that you just sort of alluded to Lynn's is mm-hmm. respect the flow of your year. So like I don't launch anything big May 1st until like October. Head down, get through the busy season. I have the capacity to do launch as well at other times during the year. So even if that means you're getting a little weird, even if that means you're putting stuff on sale at a time that like I see a lot of uh, growers who are like, Hey, just like the Dolly works, like, Hey, we're going to have a workshop. It's July. Like, Hey, we're going to have a workshop come out in two weeks. And it's like, if that's a flop, maybe put that workshop on sale in April and have people plan around it and make it a bigger thing. Just because you got to respect how much bandwidth you have to market stuff during the busy time. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That's true. A a lot of our listeners who are hobbyists who want to turn this into Mm -hmm. a business. So it's like stepping into that entrepreneur role, like you have to have a plan. I mean, enough shooting from the hit. And I still find myself doing that every once in a while. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So I think just having a plan is just step one. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. They can smell desperate. They can smell Mm -hmm. like um, this. Oh, I just threw this together really quickly. And and sometimes it works. Little grab and go stuff works at that level. Um, you've got a thousand million sunflowers to move. Come up with something cute. Have people come mm-hmm. by, but they better be at a discounted rate because I can tell yeah. you shot this from the hip. So don't be asking yeah. for your top dollar plan. Yeah. So you got to yeah. really just know like people feel marketing deep in their bones. It's like in our psyche. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Oh. Well, gosh, this is so much fun. I could do like another hour with you. I, <laughs> I gotta go pick up. I gotta go to school pickup, or I'd chill for two hours. <laughs> Just have me back whenever. Have me back whenever. <laughs> I will literally do this anytime. You guys are great. Oh, well, so tell us, tell tell people like how they can yes, find you. Yes, yes. Um, all the things. Okay, so Sweetwater Floral on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I also have a personal account, which is the behind the scenes of operating a business and doing it with my whole family involved. That's at Kaylin Sheik. My name is incredibly hard to spell. Look in the show notes. K A L I N S H E I C K. That's like more like we're building our farm right now. We're getting things going. Sweetwater Floral oh. is more the forward client facing accounts. And then I also have a podcast you can listen to. It is the behind the scenes of running a business along with my husband. We host it together every week. It's really us just bantering. But if you've got like a business or you're growing a family or pets or you're trying to build something that matters and like leave a legacy, it's we talk about all that kind of stuff. And we're elder millennials and we talk about like our backs hurt and I need to like (laughs) take more CBD and sleep more. So that podcast is called Clinks, the podcast, and you can get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And that's it. And thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Yeah, we have a lot of moms in the group too. So Kaylin is killing it in the mom entrepreneurship category. Yeah, the moms moms are tapping in. The podcast is a lot about mom stuff. A lot. Okay, awesome. So it's like, that's awesome. You know, potty training and going through a successful launch at the same time. So I'm there. Multitasking at its finest. Multitasking always. Ladies, you have a great thing going. And whoever listens to this is lucky. This is a wealth of knowledge that you create every week or biweekly, whatever your schedule is. And I'm proud of you. This is awesome. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Okay, Kaylin. Thanks so much for joining us. If you guys love what you're hearing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You won't miss out on future episodes. It lets you know every every Friday, though, we're, we're delivering. We are 100% committed to showing up for you guys every Friday. So you guys can look forward to that. If you would take a second, leave us a review. It really is like this huge, like virtual hug. I love reading them whenever I'm feeling discouraged. You guys are amazing. And it's just so nice to hear from you in that way. And it it helps us, you know, reach other people. So, and that's what we're here for. Head over to our Instagram at dirt on flowers. Drop us a comment message. Tell us what you want to hear more of. Tell us you loved it, hated it. I don't know. Just give us your feedback. We want it all. So thanks for being here. I truly do know your minutes are precious. And I hope you found a ton of value today. We'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Bye, guys. Bye.